Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let's go in-depth on Hawkeye Sports with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Hawk Central, powered by G Miggs 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Hawk Central here, 5 o'clock kickoff for Hawk Central on a Wednesday. We're going to lead you right up to Cardinals baseball. Early start because of yesterday's rainout. Chad Lysico in studio. What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. Busy week, huh? Man, super busy week for you. You know, I get to just sit here and react to all the stuff that you are racing back and forth between Des Moines and Iowa City trying to break and and break down and cover for us. A little bit this week that you maybe had a a heads up on and then some stuff that uh, that was probably news to you. A lot of it we want to get to throughout the day here. Obviously, one of those things being the Jordan Bohannon news. We had you on yesterday. You kind of had an exclusive with him, got to talk Mm -hmm. to him before uh, he even went into surgery today. Then, of course, today we got the news. Joe Wieskamp is coming back. You also kind of had an inside lane on this coaching hire. You had, you had mentioned that you you thought you knew what was going to happen with that. So let's let's maybe start with what? You want to start with Joe Wieskamp? That's the news yeah. of the day. Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, that was kind of the big deal. Um, the, late, the relieving news, wasn't it? How did you feel when, when you heard uh, so Joe Wieskamp was coming told, back for his sophomore year? I told Chris this. Today, I had not even considered that until yesterday, Chad. The fact that you yeah. you said it a couple times in our interview with, uh, and Chris had mentioned it a few times. I can't remember who else. Maybe I was listening to the Morning Rush or or Miller and Condon or, or Murph and Andy. One of them kind of brought up the same thing, like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we don't know that Joe Wieskamp's coming back," and it started to creep in. So I was really. Re- I shouldn't say really relieved. I was a bit relieved that I didn't have to have that kicking around my head the last or for the next forty eight hours. Yeah, I think it's actually it's uh, you know if Iowa was trying to kind of reverse some of the the Bohannon um, PR or whatever uh, the hit that that's uh, putting on the program. I mean, they got some decent news today. I mean, they hired Billy Taylor, um, you know, a guy with eleven years of head coaching experience um, to fill the Andrew Francis role, and then of course. Wieskamp comes back, um, says the future is bright. Um, I mean, obviously he's going to be the star of the team next year, along with Luca Garza, uh, if uh, if Bohannon indeed does redshirt, um, as it sounds like he will. Well, we'll get to Bohannon. Let's talk, uh, uh, and we can even get to a little bit more of Joe Wieskamp. We're hoping to hear from uh, Coach Kelvin Bell very shortly here. That's where we were hoping to kind of start the program, do some football news with Coach Bell. Uh, but we also do want to talk about the new coaching hire on the basketball team. We'll get to all of that as we kind of move through Hawk Central this afternoon. Of course, we could take your phone calls also, 284-5966. Right now, we are joined by Coach Kelvin Bell. Coach, thanks for giving us some time this Wednesday. How you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We got, uh, I'm Ross Peterson. We got Chad Lysico with us also. It's, uh, uh kind of, uh, uh, no longer assistant D-line coach, right? Now n- new D-line coach. So congratulations on the promotion. Thank you. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, it, it's an honor to be in this position um, you know, as, a, as a former player, former Hawkeye, uh, to be able to coach at your alma mater. I think that's a coach position group at your alma mater. I think that's pretty special. 
So, of course, you're taking over for a legend in Reese Morgan. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's, um, that's not easy. Uh, but uh, how would you say, uh, if, is there anything different or uh, anything in your approach to that position now that you're the head defensive line coach? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. My approach is still the same, uh, you know, in terms of coaching the guys and, you know, being demanding and being detailed. I guess, you know, the difference would be, uh, I mean, ultimately the, all the responsibility now is, it's, it's yours. Like I think, you know, the guys play and the, and the way the guys conduct themselves is, is a reflection, uh, of the man in the front of the room. And now, now I'm in the front of the room. So uh, it's, it's, it's a big responsibility. One, no, oh, Go ahead, Rox. No, go ahead, Judd. You're fine. You're fine. Now, we, we always like to try to, to pick out little threads here when we have you guys on every summer. We really appreciate you doing that. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I hadn't realized this in your bio before. I was curious uh, about it. It said, uh, you interned with four NFL organizations, the Vikings, Giants, Dolphins, and Bengals, as part of the Bill Walsh Minority Coaching Fellowship. Uh, that had to be interesting to bounce around from all those to all those teams, what was your biggest takeaway from, from that experience? Well, before I go to the takeaway, I, I first want to say that, you know, that it, it, it's an incredible program, that Bill Walsh Minority uh, Fellowship for Coaches, but also, you know, just another thanks to Coach Harris because, you know, he allowed me to go. I mean, mm-hmm. Those aren't things that, those aren't things that, uh, uh, it's not a rite of passage that you get to go. <laughs> like, he allowed me to, he allowed me to take time away from my duties as a GA away from my duties as director of on-campus recruiting in order to do that. So I'll, I'm forever thankful for that. Um, but just in terms of the, those experiences with the NFL, I mean, it's, it's, there's, you're working with the absolute best uh, in, in terms of the players. Um, you know, there was, I was just amazed on both sides, uh, on the personnel side, from a, uh, from a evaluation and a roster building standpoint, but also from a – a coaching side in the NFL, um, much like we preach the same things preached in the NFL, the, the guys that that can that are best at the basics are the guys that are successful for a real long time. So how long uh, how long you're with each with each team then? Um, gosh, it, it varied. Uh, I was with I was with uh, Minnesota through one uh, the entire training camp through one preseason game. Oh wow, uh, New York. Time. New York, New York. I was there for three and a half weeks through one preseason game. Cincinnati, I was there for about about a month in a preseason game. Miami was just a mini camp, so I was there for three days. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot of experience. So, that's more than I thought. You can't and, take a lot away from yeah. it. You can't take can't learn a lot in three days, but that's a lot of time with Minnesota, Coach. What is there something yeah, yeah. that you, you saw from that that you brought back with you? I mean. A, a drill, a mentality. What is it that you that, that you brought back to Iowa from those? You know, I think that one of the things I brought back was just practicing situational football. I, I think that's uh, something that you know that we at Iowa uh, is something that we continue to get better at. Something that we do work at is you know you can go out and you can just run plays with no real objective or no real goal. Uh, but to run plays offensive and defensive plays against each other pertaining to a certain situation in the game, whether it be two-minute drill, whether it be four-minute drill, whether it be backed up first and 99, or whether it be, you know, defense is first and one on the one, practicing situational football, because those are the moments that decide, that, that decides the wins and losses, those critical situations in the game. So in, in the NFL, that's all it is. There's, there's, those are those five or six moments 
those five or six plays, and you got to be at your best. And if you if you don't practice them, you're not going to be there. Coach, you spent a couple years as the recruiting coordinator. You're going to write a book someday about all the the craziness that is being a recruiting coordinator for a, a Division One sport in the NCAA. Yes, I, 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 I would love to, and it would be, it would be a bestseller. <laughs> um, it would be a, it would be a bestseller because and and I've I've you know I've coached at a lot of different levels, um, but obviously recruiting at, at the Division One level. It's probably uh, you, you can write you can write a book about it because of the everybody's different. You know the objective is finding the best the guys that fit you, whether you be Alabama or whether you be Ohio State or you're Iowa. You want to find guys that fit who you are. Um, but just the, the the way that recruiting has been commercialized and it's a business now has totally turned things turned things upside down. And, uh, I mean, there, there'd be so many pages to this book, it, it would be never-ending. I could well, write a new page every day. Well, let's just focus on one thing. I don't mean to harp on it, but what you say that the yeah. commercialization of it is maybe one of the worst parts. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Was that the worst part of it, recruiting? Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely. I, I think it's the worst part. Um, you and, know, then, and then by media, that, Coach, by that, you do you mean like the, the star rankings and things? What do you mean by the commercialization of it? Well, I think that it's, Recruiting now has become it, it, it has become a business, and and now you're like for instance your your recruiting class now is now based and judged before the young men have even had a chance to play. Like your recruiting class now has an expectation on it based on the star ranking that they've been that they've arbitrarily been given over the course of camp circuits and high school football, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I think you should take you know, two, three to four years after a class has been signed to determine whether or not if that's the top class in the Big Ten or if that's the top class in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the commercialization of recruiting, it's robbed us of that. So now you're, you're banking on the top class in the Big Ten, uh, and, you know, who knows how that group of men pan out. You have no idea. Uh, and and so and 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 I think the recall on that, going back and looking at it from on the back end, is I think it's something that is sorely missed because there's a lot of times where you'll have a top five or top ten recruiting class, and you go back and look at how they perform. I don't think enough research is done there because I think the I think the results will be eye opening. How many teams have top twenty five, top fifteen, top ten recruiting classes, and you don't see the wins and losses on the field. Coach, you didn't say Nebraska, but I will. Go ahead, Chad. Stay <laughs> <laughs> away from that. Oh, uh, so uh, you are you now have your own assistant defensive line coach, kind of taking your role. It's, it's um, an interesting hire, Jane Neiman, who comes off of what eight years as a D one uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, early, we haven't got to talk to Jay yet. I mean, he's a few weeks on the job. He's now going to be kind of canvassing Iowa a lot in that recruiting. Um, realm, kind of what Reese Morgan did. Early impressions of Jay Neiman. Uh, well, I actually just left Jay. I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving right now from Council Bluff, Iowa, back to Iowa City. Um, but uh, just left Jay. I mean, Jay's a, a again. He's a he's a guy uh, who's coached longer than I've been alive. I mean, mm. maybe not that long, but he's <laughs> he's coached a lot longer than I have. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, just just a consummate professional. Uh, he's a guy that I got to know um, during the recruiting process of both his sons. Um, you know, obviously he's got he's got Iowa roots, um, and and recruiting the state is important to him. Um, Iowa kids are important to him, 
and I, I just think it was a really, really dynamite hire on the on the on the part of Coach Ferentz because you know he offers so much. There's a lot of things that go into this, and that you can call it assistant defensive line or defensive assistant, whatever title you want to put on it. But there's a lot that goes into that role uh, from a recruiting standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, and probably most important, a game day standpoint because you know True. he'll be replacing my he'll be replacing my eyes in the booth and you're talking about a guy that's coached that he's coached on the seven on seven level with those guys um and to be up there and have an understanding of what's going on on the back end that's invaluable that is that, that is invaluable so you're looking at you got a totally different set of eyes with a different perspective on the game you know helping us out from the air and i'm i'm excited about it all right coach quick veer off the football highway what's your uh, what's you and your wife's best antiquing find lately Goodness, um, we didn't forget. You know what? No, no, no. You're right, uh, and I'm trying to think. You know, I've been I've been so busy that uh, I really haven't had an opportunity to to be on my on, on my uh, picking duties as I have. That I'm was... sure I'll get back on them this summer. <laughs> Chad had but, that assumption. Uh, Chad but... even Chad even thought with the new duties that maybe you didn't have quite as much time for antiquing I... as you did before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. Now I did. Um, you know, I came back from a clinic. Uh, this weekend in Cincinnati, and I opened up the garage and I saw that there was an old dresser in there. So I figured, well, that must be that, that's something that just got in here. So she's had time for antiquing. That's good. At least somebody has. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we talked to uh, uh, Coach Ferentz. He said that the defensive line was one of the positions that uh, was was one of the most pleasant surprises. What was it that uh, that Coach saw? Um. You know, I'm I'm not sure what he saw. Okay. I'm glad he said that. I'm I'm not sure. I'm, I'm glad he said that though. Uh, really, you know, I think probably the biggest surprise would be the 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 emergence of our young guys. I mean, you know, I think you know you got Epinesa, you got Goldston, you got Lattimore, you got Reef. Like we know about those guys, but you got guys like Austin Schulte, who's a fourth year guy that but hasn't played a lot. Uh, John Wagner, Noah Noah Shannon, Davion Nixon. Um, you know, and Dallas Jacobus, there's some guys that were doing some really good things because they got a chance to play a lot of football this spring. So uh, and if I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's what his pleasant surprise was, I mean, because it was my surprise too, is it's always good as a coach when you feel confident putting a kid in there and he's not totally destroying the drill or destroying the flow of practice. <laughs> so. Well, we'll ask a follow-up here on a couple of the young guys, and then, of course, we'll get to AJ, but uh... – uh, Davion Nixon was one of the stories uh, of the spring just because of the curiosity of him. Did he finish the semester strong both uh, academically and athletically? I haven't had a chance to check on the academic part yet, uh, but, but he does. He knows that they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Can't have one without the other. So, uh, But as far as football, uh, I'm very pleased with Davion. Very pleased with Davion. I think he's, uh, uh, you know, for, for him to come back in the, in the fashion that he did, and and you know he's obviously he's got some work to do. He's a little rusty, but he shows up with a good attitude and ready to practice every single day. And and that's as a coach, that's what you want because that's the guy that you want to work with. If he's bringing energy and enthusiasm to the to, to the workplace every day, then that, that's easy for me to do. I know this kid wants to get better, and it's only going to get better for him. I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be a big summer for him. John Wagner, where is his ceiling highest? What does he have to do to get there, Coach? Um, you know, John, John is a guy that knows, he knows exactly what he is. You know, he's not, 
he's not AJ Epinesa, he's not Chauncey Goldston, he's not Anthony Nelson, and he's not trying to be. Uh, but what he's doing is he's playing, he's playing within his strength, um, which I think is just being a tough, gritty, physical guy. Not a lot of flash, but trying to impose his will physically on guys. And, and he did a really good job, a really good job of that this spring. And for him, and much like everybody else, it's just consistency. Being, if you're, if you're a five, let's say, and this is uh, an analogy my high school coach gave me, if you're a five-flat 40 guy, if that's, if that's how fast you are, you need to be five-flat every single play. Because the moment you go 5-2, five, 5-3, five, it's time for you to go. Hmm. Okay, and, so that, and, that's, and that's my case with John. John knows who he is. He knows what his strengths are. I need him every snap. Every snap. I need, I, need, I need those best attributes. Getting guys prepared for and keeping them prepared for the NFL draft is something that the, the Ferentz uh, family has done really well for the last couple of decades, Coach. You've got a guy, A.J. Epinesa, who's looking at possibly being like a top five NFL draft pick. What is the game plan for him? How do you keep his head focused on, on day-to-day when a, a year from now his life could be so drastically different? Well, first thing, we, 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 not, we never talk about that. Like, we never, we never talk about, um, you know, the NFL or any of that stuff in, in, term, in terms of our defensive line room. We just talk about getting better every day because, I mean, A.J. knows that, that he knows that my leash is really, really short, and I really <laughs> don't. I, I don't really, uh, I don't have a lot of time for, you know, I mean, mistakes are going to happen, but, you know, and I understand if you get beat, uh, physically, if a guy is better than you, but I, it's really hard to tolerate mental mistakes. So the challenge is always there for him to be thinking bigger than what just his assignment is and how many plays can you make a difference? Because there's some plays that, that, that they might not come your way. It may, be run, it may be run away from you. How can you make a difference? Because that's what the really good players do. The really good players make a difference on the game. So when, you, when, when you're thinking about how can I make a difference on this play, how can I impact these plays that aren't necessarily run at me, okay, that's when, you can, that's, when, that's when we're starting to play. Coach, thanks. We always enjoy chatting with you. We really appreciate you giving us some time here. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Coach. Coach, yep. Coach Kelvin Bell from the Iowa Hawkeye football uh, uh, coaching staff. He has been promoted. Now is the D-line coach. Was the assistant D-line coach under Reese Morgan? And yeah, re- and I and like recruiting coordinator. Yeah, and his int- he's got. He said he's got a short leash, so I think a bold first move would be to bench AJ Vanessa <laughs> first <laughs> week. Chad Lystico going to be hanging out with us here for another thirty minutes. If you'd like to call in and tell him <laughs> what an idiot you think he is, we'd love uh, to take that call. Two eight four five nine six six. Mark Emmert going to join us next. We want to give you a chance though to uh, to cash in right now. Time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. <laughs> You can text the keyword WATER to 200-200 right now. That'll give you a chance to enter to win $1,000 cash. That's WATER to 200-200. Standard message and data rates apply. Hawk Central rolls along next here on 1460 KXNO. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes. It's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Well, as promised, we are going to bring Mark Emmert in here for this second segment. Big thanks to Kelvin Bell for uh, that uh, that interview. Not, not a lot, Chad. I mean, uh, nothing groundbreaking, I guess, from Kelvin Bell that we need to let, make sure that Mark knows about, right? I mean, the guy's still on vacation, for crying out loud. Yeah, let's not, let's not bother Mark with details. Let's get to hoops. But nice enough to join us. Mark, how are you, bud? Doing great. How are you guys? We're doing well, man. We've got a couple things we've got to get your uh, your take on. We've got uh, some good news. Yeah. Joe Wieskamp coming back. We've got some bad news. Jordan Bohannon getting hip surgery. And we've got some news that we need to know how to take, and that is the hiring of uh, a new assistant coach in Billy Taylor. Before we get to any of that, Chad, I took this phone call during the break, and I wanted to do this on the air. Connor called in uh, to Hawk Central. Connor, thanks for calling us here on KXNO. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and what was it you wanted to share with us, Connor? Yeah. So, uh, so Chad, I had a, an opportunity to to run track at Iowa when I was there a few years ago, and uh, had uh, Coach Raff as a volunteer coach, and it was something that uh, obviously his passing was uh, was super sad. But I just I loved your piece that you wrote about uh, him. Uh, I shared it on Facebook. It uh, mm. Made me laugh, uh, made me smile, brought a tear to my eye, but just an incredible man. And I just really appreciate your, uh, journalistic work and, uh, and sharing his story and just, uh, just your relationship with him. And, uh, it just was an awesome piece and just a, a great tribute to him. And, uh, just really enjoyed, uh, that, uh, that piece you wrote about him. Well, appreciate it, Connor, very, very much. Uh, yeah, that was, we didn't, we don't really talk about Iowa track much on our show, but, uh, you know, the Hawkeyes did win that Big Ten championship a yeah, couple weekends say, ago. Second, and whenever it comes to Iowa City, they take care of business. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, that, that was kind of a special moment. Uh, of course, we're talking about John Raffensperger, the, the late, uh, great track coach. No track coach has ever won, um, as many titles as he did at City High. And I was Man. on the, yeah, I was on the I mean, first one. Nice as can be. I mean, and that's yeah. the greatest thing about, you know, as dominant as he was as a coach, the most down-to-earth, personable guy in the world. So yeah. awesome tribute to him, Chad. Thank you so much, and uh, keep doing your great work. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Connor. Yeah, right. Thank you. All right, Emmert, if we can, uh, we got to set our game up here, man. People calling in there, uh, they're heaping love on Lysico. It's our turn. Let's do this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hot hot takes well, well deserved hot yes it was and i'm glad he his connor wanted to say all that off the air and i was like no 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 i think chad would like to hear this on the air because that was your nice. coach in high school also correct right? yep. that's yep. a, the neat yeah. neat thing that you did there yep. all right uh, mark let's yep. talk about what happened with jordan bohannon that seems to be the the yeah. one that has caused the most fire here the last couple of days or maybe 24 hours at least what's uh what's your take on uh, uh on this news jordan bohannon hip surgery today Looks like possibly out next year, and we'll we'll get more on that here in a bit from Chad. What what was your thought when you heard that? Well, pretty stunning. I mean, I think we knew Chad and I, probably everybody that covered the team knew that he had some hip issues during the season. You could see that he favored it at times. He would always deny it uh, when I asked him about it. Um, didn't realize how serious it was, and that it was a season long thing. And uh, obviously, Chad talked to him. He probably has a better read on this, but it does sound to me just like reading between the lines that he expects to not play this year. I mean, it really seems like it's a long shot that he would play, honestly. And that's a huge, huge. Obviously, a huge loss for this team. Yeah, I uh, yeah, actually listened to a lot of radio on this topic. I was on a lot of radio on this topic the last 24 hours, and uh, I felt like um, you know maybe we should get to some of Bohannon's quotes themselves. Yeah, let's do that. And, and because I think people hear, oh, he's having surgery. He could come back. 
you know, why, you know, why is he out? I think if we read the quotes, we can kind of get a, a really a little bit better idea of what his thought process is right now. One of those quotes, Chad, was, do you want to read these? Go ahead. You start. The, we, can, we can mix it up. One quote was, uh, quote, I want a shot at playing, but I've been hurt so much these past couple years. I just want to take some time and get my body right, especially having just one year left. I want to make sure I'm 100% going into the season for once. All right. So when I was talking to him, um, I, we, I, I kept coming back to him. I'm saying, so are you redshirting or not, <laughs> basically? Like, and he, uh, he, he was stopped short of saying that. But the, the recovery, he's told, is five to nine months. Could be as quick as something like four. Um, but, again, another thing we talked about was he's, he won't be in game shape. I mean, he yeah. won't. You want as a player, you want a full off season leading up to the season of training, all that stuff to play, and he he's just really reticent to do that as his senior year. I can completely understand why trying to hit the gas on recovering from hip surgery, even if you're able to hit that five month mark, you're, there's no you're gonna be laid up here for a couple of months with mm-hmm. that. There's no way you could be 100 percent by the start of the season, and then if, to go into that final year. And be less than 100%, you're doing a disservice to everything. And one of the quotes he also gave you, Chad, was that he, was, I'm thinking the worst, and that mean that would be I'd probably have to redshirt. Right. So his worst case scenario is redshirting. Yeah, and then it's also the most realistic because if you if you add yeah. five months to today, and yeah, I want to get your take on this, Mark, because I've been talking about this a lot, but we're in late October, five months from today, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he wants to. His cutoff is if he's not 100 percent by the exhibition. So, yeah, I mean, you can do the math, right? right. Uh, pretty, but pretty easy to see. But again, he's not ruling it out. Fran McCaffrey's statement, you know, was a little, you know, more bullish on him returning that he'll be playing as soon as he's cleared. Uh, but to me, I mean, the ball's in his court. If he's if he's not comfortable with playing. I mean, Iowa shouldn't force him to play. Mark, I don't think they will. Mark, one of the first things I wondered about was, you know, will the condition of Iowa's season have any impact on this? I mean, it, right now, I think it changes expectations for next year greatly. But if mm-hmm. we if we get into February, and this is a team that has 20 wins and is in that top four or five in the Big Ten somehow, is that do you, do you push the gas on this and and put Jordan Bohannon's final year into the last couple of weeks of a season? No, I don't think that's not something like that's what he wants. Certainly, I think. Though, I mean, if they're if they're that good without him, then they'll you know, finish the season out without him. But uh, good point. I mean, I, I, he guy's been hurt all three years. I mean, he had a finger issue when he freshman Oh, that's right. Sophomore, and he has the uh, hip thing not last year. So I'm just thinking he probably just wants a full season of being healthy from beginning to end, not like coming in in the middle of the season. Like I think he wants a full, healthy season for the Hawkeyes and for himself, and I don't blame him for that at all. So, I mean, it's, it's a real tough blow for this year's team, but, uh, you know, potentially a really, really uh, good boon for the season after that. I mean, you might be getting a fifth-year senior back, you know, two years from now that you weren't expecting to have there. So possibly a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel there for the Hawkeyes. But, I mean, for this year's team, that's, I mean, they, they're going to have to go out and get a transfer. I mean, I don't think there's any way around it. How, how else are they going to be able to compete? with what they have left in that roster. Still time for that, Chad? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys are, I mean, oh, sure. just look at Isaiah Moss. I mean, he has he's to still, finish summer still classes. still sitting in Iowa, right? Yeah, and and, uh, and complete his degree. So, And like I wrote in my column, I mean, if if any point guard of any 
credible caliber across the country sees this news and is about to graduate, they're thinking, you know what? This is a spot. Let me just uh, inquire to the University of Iowa if they have a spot for me. And uh, newsflash, there are spots. They do. (laughs) So they've got two open scholarships. They could Uh, take two of them, yeah. Yeah, they could take two if they really wanted to. So. Um, and then the other thing is Connor McCaffrey's plans is at least he's playing summer baseball this year in New York. So Connor and Jordan won't be with the team in the summer. So it's, I mean, Joe Toussaint then becomes your only point guard. Uh, you know, CJ Frederick apparently can play point guard, but all right. So last quote from Mohan and I wanted to dissect a little bit, and this is where he got a little bit into uh, a little bit past tense. But, I mean, you can, uh, he said, that's what hurts with my decision because I knew how good we were going to be this year. I wanted to be a part of that, especially the off season. But I know my health needs to take priority for once. I need to make my body right and try to take care of myself for once. My body's been so bad the last few years. Thoughts, Ross? Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Um... Can I can I kind of break this thing down because yeah. the first half of the quote I kind of disagree with. I think mm-hmm. that next year is not the year that this Hawkeye team is going to be really good. I think 2020 2021 is the year that you can focus on. That's the silver lining I think in this mm-hmm. dark cloud is that having Bohannon miss next year might actually benefit greatly that senior year now for Pemsel and uh Nunji He'll be in that class. And Nunji will be a junior then, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because he's, that's right. Yep. Garza will be a Garza senior. Garza will be a senior that yeah. year. So I think that could be, that, that's kind of the silver lining there. The the stuff from the past tense, yeah, I think. Camp's back. If uh, you guys if. keep throwing that at me and getting my brain going. <laughs> but other than that, I, the, the past tense, when you, when you do look backwards, like Mark talked about, the injuries have been, when you, when you line them up, it's, it's, it's shocking how much this guy's played hurt, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. And Mark mm-hmm. brought up a great point there. I'll let you take it from here, Mark. But, but yeah, he's, I mean, I think from his perspective and frankly, from, from Mark and I's perspective as, as guys that have traveled with the team for three years now, uh, I mean, he's, he's been the only point guard out there. I mean, he's, he was playing through plantar fasciitis, you know, as their only point guard as a sophomore. I mean, he's, he's been going out there and playing like 35 minutes a night. I mean, so he's, he's kind of yeah. put it all out and he there. He takes a beating. And he takes a beating for the team. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can kind of see where he's coming from here. He doesn't he, yeah. he doesn't want to play hurt again, right? Right. When we get back, let's talk about some other things here. Uh, the news of Joe Wieskamp. Mark did just kind of mention we do know that he's coming back. Not really. I don't think groundbreaking news, but you got my brain wondering about that. And I also want to talk about this new assistant coach, Billy Taylor, hired as uh, the uh, replacement for uh, Francis, right? That's who it was. It was Andrew yeah, Francis right. that he's replacing there. <laughs> How already, quickly I've, you forget. I've already forgot. I've moved on. I'm in a, Former Hawk Central listen, guest. I live in a Billy Taylor world here, Chad Lysico. <laughs> when we get back, we'll talk about what that means here on Hawk Central 1460 KXNO. Just a few minutes left here with Hawk Central as we will lead you up to Cardinals baseball tonight. We're lucky enough to have Mark Emmert with us for the last few minutes of the program. Mark, we were talking about you in the studio here during the break because we're trying oh, to, well, we're just trying to figure out what this roster looks like next year and maybe what Patrick well, McCaffrey's. Not you're not, but you've spent some time with no. Patrick McCaffrey and you've written about him. And he's, I have, yeah. what, what do you think his role is next year? Does that change you know, because of this Bohannon news? Yeah, potentially, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it depends on, I think it really depends on the next month or two. We'll find out what they're thinking about for next year based on who they bring in as transfers. I mean, if they bring in some point guards and experienced players, I think you'll know that Bohanna's probably out, and maybe maybe that would give a chance to 
redshirt a freshman like Patrick McCaffrey. But if they don't, I mean, he's got to play. I, I think he's, I mean, I've, I've been very high on him, maybe more so than other people ever since I've seen him as a sophomore in high school. I mean, I just think the kid's a special talent. I know he's got to put on some weight and uh, needs to work on a defensive end like most of the team does, honestly. But uh, he can be a really, really unique threat there. I don't think they've had a player quite like that uh, in recent memory, certainly. I mean, the guy, the guy really eats up a lot of ground up and down the court. He's a guy that really excels in transition and can, uh, I think, can give them a dimension that they don't have right now. He's also become a much better shooter from the outside. So this is a guy that, that I think before his career is done is going to be a pretty elite scorer. Now, whether that happens as a freshman, that's probably you don't have to ask, but I just think that uh, they, they might as well, you know, given what they have, they, they might as well throw him out there and see what he can do. I mean, there's really little risk there in my mind. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I still keep hearing that they're going to try to redshirt him anyway, uh, but right. but uh, that may be a wish list. I mean, like I said to... to well, I mean, they got Riley Till, I guess. As, yeah, he could eat some minutes. Everything. You know, he could sure, eat some minutes sure. if you're going through a, you know, 4-15 and 15 Big Ten season. <laughs> limp into the finish line i don't know uh i'd hate, yeah. to, hate to paint a dire picture here but it's it's gonna be wees camp garza well, i mean and, they've lost yeah and Look at all they lost yeah in the offseason yeah no yeah, question the, that I mean, the, they lost their starting backcourt all the leadership and, ex- and experience that they lost uh, that's yeah. that's a yeah, big part of this too chad yeah they lost four of the top six i mean right. bear moss yeah. cook and potentially bohannon not bohannon and those last two are unexpected in my mind. I mean, I think oh, yeah. Moss may have been 50-50, but like, they, they thought, I think that Fran probably went into the offseason thinking he was going to have both those guys back, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I like your point on the grad transfers. I mean, if you bring in a small yeah. forward or something like that, maybe move Wieskamp to the know, two, right. you're, you're still yeah. pretty okay in the front court. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with Nunji, Pemsel. Yeah, that, that is true. Creener, Garza. I think Nunji's boys have a really good bounce back here. I, I like uh, what he's done in the offseason and Adding that weight, becoming more of a stretch for All right, back guy. in the tournament. There now. we go. Yeah. There, all of a sudden, there we just snuck us well, back yeah. in, Mark. Way to go. <laughs> you did I it. Mean, 35-0 is not out of reach, but uh, <laughs> let's just start with 1-0, okay? What, what should we know about this new hire, Billy Taylor? Well, Back with Fran. Yeah, uh, to me, here's the deal. Safe hire, good hire. Smart. I mean, he's got 11 years of D1 coaching experience, history with the program, history with Fran. I, just, I mean, just the part of me though is just a little bit reluctant to to just say it's a, just a perfect hire, just because I feel like that assistant coaching staff just needed a little bit of change, some kind of fresh eyes, something, a shakeup, a bit sh- of a shakeup yeah, in some way. It was I a chance for just some new blood there. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it'll be great, but uh, it would have been interesting to see going an off offbeat direction. It's funny, Chad, you almost used the same words that Chris did. Mark, when we were talking about this at the beginning of the program, Chris used the words comfortable for this hire, familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh that's uh, you like this hire? Is that a good thing or a bad thing that he he went with somebody that's familiar with him and familiar with his program? No, I mean, I think that's the natural reaction for most teams. They look at that they know. Uh, obviously, these guys have a very close relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know Billy Taylor. I was not here when he was on the staff. Um his career is very interesting. I mean, the head coach at, at D1 schools, and then he ends up as a as a dobo at Iowa, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, which is kind of a low-level low, low position. I mean, you don't get much lower on the staff than that. And then uh, goes to a D2 school, and now he's back. So I, I was, was kind of curious to see how he's bounced around a little bit. But that's a success. Imagine the head coaching experience. That's always a plus. So must know the state pretty well, I would think, uh, in terms of recruiting. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I agree with Chad. It's not... Doesn't like blow your socks off, obviously, to bring back a guy that was here, you know, two or three years ago. But we'll see. 
Mark, great to hear from you again, buddy. We'll uh, yeah. we'll look forward forward to you getting back to work, and hopefully Next this week. is we we convinced you to come back. I'm hoping I'm ready for you to be back, man. No, sorry. Okay, Derek Foster next week as our coach. We'll be back at it. Cardinals baseball coming your way here in a few moments. We'll be back with Hawk Central next Wednesday night here on 1460 KXNO.